It's crap, he said. And I said, oh, right, okay. Have you got anything constructive to add to that? Can you suggest anything? He said, no, it's not working, man. It's just crap, right? Chuck it. These words come from Eric Stewart as he recalls the conversation he and drummer Kevin Godley had after he and the band 10CC first played a song that would go on to become a number one hit in the UK, Canada, and Ireland, and a top 10 single in Australia, Germany, New Zealand, Norway, and the US. Hardly the feedback you expect or want to hear, especially for a song written for your wife. But Stewart took the advice to heart, and the song was scrapped. Quote, We threw it away and we even erased it, so there's no tape of that Bossa Nova version, said Stewart. That might have been the end of the story if not for the fact that the band members heard people in the studio they were recording in humming the melody of that crap track for days afterwards. This innocent humming convinced Stewart that the song could work, and he urged the band to give it a second chance. Godley agreed to try again, but he wanted to make it weird. Quote, I tell you what, the only way that song is going to work is if we totally fuck it up and we do it like nobody has ever recorded a thing before. Let's not use instruments. Let's try to do it all with voices, said Godley. And that's how the members of the British rock band wound up recording single notes of vocals into tape loops for three weeks. These tape loops were then loaded into 16 different machines, with each member controlling four of the loops using faders. Finally, 10CC had found a way to make acapella cool. The song was undoubtedly a commercial success, but it's unclear if Gloria Stewart, Eric Stewart's wife and the inspiration for the song, was ever satisfied by this secret love song. Quote, Gloria told me, you don't say I love you much anymore. I told her that if I said it all the time, it would sound glib. But I started wondering how I could say it without using those actual words. So it became a rhetorical conversation with myself, and then a song. That's right, we're talking 10 cc's, I'm not in love, on Lover Me. I'm not in love, so don't forget it. It's just a silly phase I'm going through. That's right, it's Lover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one hides a nasty stain that's lying there. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my big boy co-host. <laughs> Alex Mildenberger, have we done... <laughs> Alex Mildenberger, have I been a baby? Like You were a baby on <laughs> the Groupie Superstar episode. You were little on, I think, Little Lies? <laughs> all right. All right, all right, I can take it, I can take and it. And each size one seems to make you laugh, so I keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps happening. Um, Alex Mildenberger, I did that Alex already. Mildenberger, uh, I'm a big, big boy. boy. Not crying, <laughs> um, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. We've, uh, you know, we've had a few weeks off now mm-hmm. of recording, secretly. Secretly, so, uh, yeah. It's am I rested up and ready it. to go? Theoretically, but... Physically, maybe not. Phys- yeah, it's, and I always feel like even if we do a week off, I always feel a little like clunky coming back, a little rusty, a little rusty, and because so, we're yeah, so like, wet. Yeah, we're usually so wet, and, <laughs> and then you leave us out there, and yeah. suddenly, Rust. boom, I'm rusting. Um, we gotta oil this up. Is, this is it. Yeah, we gotta oil up. We're oiling up with this this fun banter right off the top of the episode. People are people are laughing. They're busting their guts. I know I am. <laughs> I can hear it coming through. I'm, I'm, I'm editing around it, folks, so you can't hear too uh, much of it. Uh, but, Alex, it's, it's the finale for Lover Me. Uh, of yes. course, we've taken a break. You and I have taken a break, so I, I came back, and I was like, fuck, we're still doing this? <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Still February. Still February. We're doing Lover Me. This is, you've once again, you've given us the twist of the century here. It was supposed yeah. to be all, like, anti-love songs slash dark love songs slash not straightforward ones, and you've hit us with one that's so on theme that it's off theme. Alex, how'd you do it? 
How does he do it? How does he do it, folks? Um, I like 10CC. Yeah. The band. Um, and this just seemed, this is like kind of the song that they have that you can do a Cover Me episode for. Because it has covers. Because it was like kind of their big hit. Right. You're telling me Dreadlock Holiday doesn't have a lot of covers? I know. Rubber Bullets? <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, truthfully, I don't know a lot of 10CC aside from this song and the rumor that they're named after how much you come. Is that even, a, I mean, like them and the Love and Spoonful, that's kind of... They're, they're the two jizz bands? Which is not even, I mean, I think a spoonful is 15CCs, but let's not worry okay. about that. And, and all, both of them too low for the amount of jizz I produce. So. <laughs> I mean, just, it's buckets. It's buckets. It's buckets. I gotta, I gotta take out a compost bag every time. <laughs> every time. Nutting. That's uh, that is biological waste. I don't know if you can compost that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't degrade. Like it's <laughs> you got to cook it first, I think, for it to go. Oh, okay, all right. It's in the something compost. I am not going to do is cook my cum. Although uh, there is a jizz cookbook you can buy. What? I think it might it might even be a cocktail book. There's maybe even two different books. I read an article on uh, Can is it like like aquafaba? Like you can replace eggs. Oh, yeah, I think that was one like of the recipes, and I think that was one of the ones that worked maybe the best just in terms of, not even like it produced a lot of foam, but it just was like most covered up by lemon juice and <laughs> like strong whiskey. I uh, get the nice basic flavor out. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, jizz. Folks, we're talking about jizz. Let's let's bring this back on it's the road. It's love for me. It's um, love for me. I guess, yeah, jizz is a part of love. Yeah. Um, but 10CC, the band. Yeah, I, yes. I am fairly familiar with their second album, Sheet okay. Music. Um, I bought it at a like flea market one time, like a record. Nice. Um, the best ways to get familiar with music. Yeah, because it's very yellow. It's very, very easy to see. Uh, so I know a bit of their first album. I know all their second album. And like, this is their third album, uh, the motion picture soundtrack or something like the that? original soundtrack original it's soundtrack. called um and i don't know this one very well but i mean this song anytime i bring the band up to middle-aged and older folks right this is what they'll mention oh yes i know because it was the number one hit in canada so yeah they remember it was yeah it was a pretty pretty big international hit their breakout hit and uh pfft what a song it is um did i have any other cool facts there's a lot of cool facts about this i mean this and the band kind of in general yeah what do you got about the band in well, general i mean like two two members got, i mean their names well, the one guy's name is lol cream like lol cream yeah <laughs> um that's wild uh i think godly and cream went on to like make more music but also produce a, like a bunch of um music videos okay like some for the police, like they did um, Don't Stand So Close to Me, at least 86. Oh, yeah. uh, they did, um, what else did they do? Uh, um, I thought I had, these. apparently, The Heat of the Moment. Oh, um, fuck yeah. The Peter Gabriel, Kate Bush, Don't Give Up song. Uh, View to yeah. Kill, View to a Kill, which is a Bond song. Kill, which is a Bond song. Um, yeah, so like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, these More fellas are insane. Every breath you, you could take, do a whole fucked up lover me with just police songs. Just yeah, police songs. Um, so that's those two. Um, that's those two. And you got Eric Stewart and Gilbert Godfrey. You know, it's Graham <laughs> Goldman. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the other thing was I, they worked for they. Were, I mean, this is just a 
minor connection, but uh, the label they were under was, I think, Jonathan King's label. Okay. And we've talked about Jonathan King a couple times. Yeah, he's... Um, he... He's not the the pedophile, is yeah, he? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he is. Ah. <laughs> um, he, we talked about two covers that he did in the past. One of them was, he did the, like, first English translation of Gloria. Oh, yeah. Um, and I forget what other song we talked about him for. Anyway, yeah, they've well, got, like, connections, and, like, they've been in, they've worked with a lot of people and stuff like that. So, even though the band itself, really, in its original form, I think only lasted three or four albums, mm-hmm. um, they definitely did, like, a, a ton of other stuff and worked with right. a ton of other people they afterwards. Oh, fucking good for 10CC, honestly. Yeah. They, they're, they're out there. They're doing it. Let's talk about what they're doing here, Ox. Let's talk about these lyrics. Let's, let's get in there. Let's get in the mix. Yeah. Um, so the first lyric is called instrumental intro. Instrumental hmm. intro, which, I mean, is mostly those tape loops, those yeah. vocal tape loops, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little, a little more later. But according to one video I saw, they had 624 voices. That's nuts. Yeah. That's insane. That's just the very process they went through to to just use vocals on this. Well, we say that there's like a basic rhythm section. Yeah, I mean the other anecdote is they weren't originally going to keep that stuff in. Right. It was just kind of a guide. Um, okay. Yeah, because they had rhythm. guide vocals there too, which I imagine yeah. they were going to re-record the vocals, but they kept those as well. There's like guide vocals, and then yeah, I guess the guide rhythm track. It all stayed in. Crazy so it's stuff. just it's one of those songs. Yeah, one of those songs where things get together once you stop doing bossa nova. <laughs> doing bossa nova. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So the lyrics start. I'm not in love, so don't forget it. It's just a silly phase I'm going through. And just because I call you up, don't get me wrong. Don't think you've got it made. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the premise. The premise of the song is the the narrator is either lying or in denial, but. Mm-hmm. Their actions are actually suggesting they are, in fact, in love. Yeah. Wow. So that's your twist right there. We did yeah, strained right love there. songs for Love or Me this year. This one sounds like it because it's called I'm Not in Love and it's about wow. how they're not in love, but it's actually about how they are in love. Surprise. That's art, you fucking losers. It's Look it up. two things. It's two things. They're opposite. Wow. And yeah, I would have believed it. I was, every time I heard this, he's like, I'm not in love. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Says it a I lot. It. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but yeah, he, so he's kind of dismissing this idea, like, I'm not in love, you know, it's just a phase, whatever, it won't, it won't last, and like, sure, maybe I'll, I'm, I'm calling you up and I'm, I'm making these dates or whatever. Yeah, talking he's like, to yeah, you. I'm calling you, like, I'm making that effort, but let's, yeah. don't be like, crazy. Yeah, here. don't, don't get too full of yourself. Don't get too full of yourself, this is just a phase we're going through, so he admits to having some feelings, even in this, but he's like, nah, it's just like, just going through phase like it's just a little thing that's happening yeah and it's i mean i i I do think the song is meant to be sarcastic obviously the guy is saying this you can also look at it as more of like like i said a person in denial or um someone who's kind of unable to make themselves vulnerable right so it's yeah it's either literally directed to the person and where it i think it is quite cheeky and that's of course the original context is him yeah. kind of saying this to his wife and then there's the like dramatic like you know monologue context where he's talking to himself and trying to like talk himself out of it he's like no 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 i'm not in love just because i called her up uh, it's not it's not love yeah it's just 
I'm just covering a thing up with that photograph. Yeah. But I'm getting we'll a get few verses that. ahead. Oh, that's the best verse, I think, is, yeah. <laughs> is why. But then we, we hit the, the, the quote chorus, I'm not in love, no, no, brackets, it's because. It's because, yeah, it feels more like a refrain, but yeah. call it, it, it does change a bit, but mostly for the it's because, like mm-hmm. in terms of harmony, because the I'm not in love really flows from the verse. So it doesn't feel yeah. very different. Yeah, really, yeah, it's like the it's because is the refrain, and the yeah, you could chuck that I'm not in love, no, no, as just part of the verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, what do you think it's because means? It's because, I know I, I'm aware of what the two words mean. Right, <laughs> like, because the, the song itself is sort of him trying to explain his behavior, you know, saying, right. uh, not in every case is that, but like, particularly the... Like, it's not all excuses, but like, oh, I'm calling you up, but like, it's not because I love you. And like, I do this, it's not because I love you. It's because whatever. It's because this, so it's, it's, yeah, it's just kind of the loose idea of an excuse. Like, it's because. Yeah. I was wondering if it was maybe like a connection to the, the next verse. Like, it's because I like to see you, but then again, but then I don't think it works for it's because be quiet, big boys don't cry. <laughs> or even it's because I keep your picture up on the wall, but. Yeah, no, I think it is just like loosely him being like, there's a reason, there's logic behind this, hold on. Yeah. Even I'm not though, in love. of course, the premise is all the logic falls apart. That's right. Uh, so in verse two, I like to see you, but then again, that doesn't mean you mean that much to me. So if I call you, don't make a fuss, don't tell your friends about the two of us. About two of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's calling, talking about calling again. There's like some repetition conceptually in this song for sure. Yeah. Um, like if I call you, like don't, don't make a big deal out of it. But also, like, mm-hmm. it's not enough of a big deal to even tell anyone about it. Yeah, I was like, don't, don't tell your friends. And remember, this person he's married to. Yeah, this is the... <laughs> <laughs> don't tell your friends that I call you at work. Like, it's not like, a big deal. Dude, relax. You it's married her. A wedding. <laughs> and a Yeah, wedding. I like to see you, but that doesn't mean you mean that much to me. It's like, well, it's, yeah. again, just downplaying all his feelings here. This song is downplaying things that are signs of love that's the the concept that's the what we're delivering on yeah uh next one we get to my favorite part is it my favorite part i like the story behind it be quiet yeah. big boys don't cry big boys big don't boys cry don't big cry. boys don't cry big, big boys, boys don't, don't cry. cry so this is because apparently lol cream uh had said something into the mics when he was laying down the solos so he said, be quiet, big boys don't cry. He didn't know why he said it, but that's what he said. And then... Just off the cuff, nice. And they were like, we need that, but we can't have fucking lol cream saying it. Because I assume he has a big gruff voice, I'm just going to imagine that. Big gruff northern voice. Uh, be quiet, big boys don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> and so the quote here is, um, I think it's by Eric Stewart here, he says... Uh, just at that point, the door to the control room opened, and our secretary, Kathy Redfern, looked in and whispered, Eric, sorry to bother you. There's a telephone call for you. And Law jumped up and said, that's the voice. Her voice is perfect. So they had to, like, convince their secretary to use that same whispering voice she used to let him know about a phone call yeah, to I record think this line. In There's, like, a the making of I'm Not In Love. It's, like, a 15-minute video. And mm-hmm. I think they said, like... She like ran away. They were like, "That's it," and then she like ran away after that. <laughs> she was like, "Because she was saying like, oh, I can't sing,' but like they yeah. didn't actually want her to sing." Hmm. 
It's very funny. And yeah, getting getting random staff people in always yeah. a fun move on a track. So yeah. Well, I mean, supposedly that was another like one of the reasons they even came back to the song was um they had a band humming it, it, it yeah. working, and people were yeah, still humming the melody. So people workers in the in the studio. Yeah, that's so it's very funny that they then get involved in the process. Yeah. But what do we think be quiet? Is that just like again, it's just the like it's don't it's hide your emotions is what he's saying here which is what he's doing in the rest of this be quiet big boys don't cry he's like he's denying that softer side of himself that being in love is that it um yeah it could be internal in that way uh Mm -hmm. the fact that now we're like going male voice female voice kind of thing right um might suggest that this is a moment of intimacy and like he's still denying the love but like now we show kind of a a case of them sharing a moment right so this is the flip where she's like hey you can even you can keep saying this kind of stuff but also like shh it's okay we're in love like big <laughs> boys don't cry you get it yeah which i mean I'm, I'm trying to think of like well in in 1975 or whatever they would have said big boys don't cry and probably would have meant it you know like right like yeah so what does that mean i don't yeah, or is it just some shit Lol Cream said into his piano? Cause True, it's, yeah, it's it was mostly weirdo. improvised. I think it's good. I think it works. I yeah. don't know if I understand it on on a real level. But hey, it's there. It's there. I like it. Verse 3. This is, this is the epitome of it. I keep your picture upon the wall. It hides a nasty stain that's lying there. So don't you ask me to give it back. I know you know it doesn't mean that much to me. Apparently, based in truth, he did actually put her picture up on a stain in his parents' house. <laughs> uh, he being Eric Stewart. And so that's 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 a true-to-life little example there. But also the funniest one, because it's like, no, 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 I don't love you. It's just there's a fucking it's yeah. gross behind there. It's, yeah, I, I, I need it, it obviously. So, like, I you can't, can't have it back. else there. Yeah, you can't have it back. I need this. I need it. But, like, it it doesn't matter. Yeah, again, like, that's kind of the most amusing, yeah, of the, like, excuses. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, obviously not. Obviously not. So, yeah, great one. I know you know it doesn't mean that much to me. Again, reinforcing, it doesn't mean that much to me. He says that in pretty much every verse. That doesn't mean you mean that much to me. Yeah. Uh, what's it in the first one? Don't get it wrong. Don't think you've got it made. Okay, that's different than that one. That's fine. Um, we <laughs> hit the bridge, right. Alex. Ooh, we do get the bridge. You'll, you'll wait a long time for me. Ooh, you'll wait a long time. Ooh, you'll wait a long time for me. Ooh, you'll wait a long time. Yeah, um, I assume just like more in reference to the you don't say I love you enough. Right. Comment to me and it's like, oh, well, you're going to be waiting a long time then if you want me to say more. Right. Um, Kind of thing. But also acknowledgement of perhaps her patience with him in general is that she will actually do that waiting. Yeah. Yeah, acknowledging that part of the relationship as well. Yeah. So that's, and that's it. We get verse four, which is a repetition of verse one. You get a couple more I nod loves, you get the instrumental outro. Yeah, that's the words. That's the words. And I mean, so there you have it. Yeah, I, it, it feels very, because like listening to, like I said, I'm most familiar with their second album. This is quite different from, like musically, from what, okay, anything yeah, on well that? They, yeah. Um, but they, there have always been like a fairly silly 
band in terms of their lyrics. Like, there's a lot of funny stuff going on. And this plays in that vein, but also makes it a, a, a little more, I guess, serious. Because as much as it is still, like, a, a humorous premise, the actual, like, idea behind it is that this is a, a positive relationship. Yeah, the sincerity is there in the delivery, and as uh, as compounded, as we'll talk about briefly here, with the the quote unquote instrumentation, the mm-hmm. the vocal machine, and of course the gentle rhythm track. Uh which yeah, let's talk about this, Alex. Yeah. Um, the intro on this, and I know it's backwards, but the Holland Oats "She's Gone" is pretty similar to this, just with the. The, like, soft piano and instrumentals. To the point where sometimes I was listening to this song and I would be like, why do I have, like, I have a different vocal track in my head. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm thinking of She's Gone. All in okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know that song. But yeah, I hear it. Uh, that electric piano is a little faster. Yeah, a little faster. And, you know, obviously you don't have this rich fucking 16 track vocal machine <laughs> behind it yeah like, small similarities so that's just one thing i noted off the start there but yeah very gentle intro on this yes i mean the drums that like aren't even supposed to be there um and of course then the voices fade in and this is literally the band are just like playing sliders yeah like volume sliders on these on these recording machines or whatever Mm-hmm. Tape machines? And they talk, I don't know exactly. They're, yeah, so they call them, um, uh, there's a word in the control room, each band member had four faders. Yeah, different tape machines rolled simultaneously yeah. is how they describe okay. it. And like they spent, like you said, three weeks recording the voices. And what's wild is like, it's hard to appreciate now how much effort it took in 1975 because any cheapo Yamaha has a sound like this. That's right. Like... Is it because of this? I, I mean, maybe we would have come to the same place without this song, but I feel like it probably had an effect, right? Like yeah. this idea of the like the vocal synth, um, and like the tracks where you play and you know, <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, it's it's something that is not like interesting because you can do it so easily digitally. Yeah, you could even like half do it analog and like record your own like vocals and put that into a synth and like do it that like there's so many different ways you could achieve a yeah. similar result you can take one short sample of like anything put it into i mean i know how to do it in ableton mm-hmm. and there's like a feature that's just like yeah now assign this in different frequencies to my whole keyboard yeah and then boom you're you're fucking going like yeah and like like two minutes yeah and so you can change this, you like, can change the 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 way like the processing on some of the notes and you can like make it loop in certain way and like it, it doesn't matter it's nothing it's nothing nowadays but it's, this is it's such an effort in the mid 70s no kidding and yeah clearly like 3 weeks and 16 i don't know how big a single tape machine is i'll be honest with you but probably not compact no <laughs> not not as for their like recording machines for sure these aren't no, like yeah. cassette tapes <laughs> No, yeah, I they, don't think big and like lo- it's just like so you you're building a machine here. They built yeah. like a massive group machine, and then they talk about this. Um, Kevin Godley says here we used Eric's original guide vocal in the end because it just worked. From that point onwards, everything we added or took away or changed from that point worked. There were no head scratching moments, no arguing, no disagreements, no problems. It was like we were in a magic bubble and everything fell into place. 
So they just fucking came to these sliders and apparently <laughs> through synchronicity, they like knocked this thing out. They were just like, and then this is when this note comes in. Cause they're just playing with vocal notes. They just yeah. in perfect harmony made this track. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wild story. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was another comment in like the making of thing where there was, I'm trying to remember who said it. Near the end, a guy made some comment like, oh, it's interesting that it came out so close to Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and they're both like vocal harmony driven right, hit songs. Right, the choral effect, yeah. So like maybe there's something there, but I, I don't know if I'd put it in the same category as Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, and I think there's different, yeah, there's different things at play there, but I think these guys have hit their own niche with the 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 vocal machine that I think is unique, while maybe not still being the incredible masterpiece that is Bohemian Rhapsody, right? But, <laughs> but one more point on these these looping machines. Apparently, they were having difficulty getting them to to loop. Not in terms of like looping them, but there's a like a clear like loop point on each one, like a little blip. Right. So they desynced the loop points per like the different tracks on all six. So none of them hit the loop point at the same time. So it's just hidden. So it's hidden amongst oh, the other vocals. Nice. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I know. I didn't know. I, and I still can't hear it. Like I'm listening and it's like, yeah, I wonder if it's like that noticeable or if it's just noticeable if you're in the studio with like, yeah, with like the studio like, headphones on or whatever. Yeah. And like listening very closely. I don't yeah. Know. I could imagine that being like filtered out just by, you know, power of like consumer recording, or yeah, listening technology. Playback. Yeah, yeah, very possible. So it's a uh, it's a real interesting song, technologically. It's, yeah, technologically, and even with like the advancements people have made, and that the fact that this can be replicated much easier, nothing that I know of really hits the same vibe. No, I guess this is so like bespoke. Mm-hmm. Like was, everything was made for this song. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. That's part yeah. of it because the voices on there are still their voices. Yeah. So like it is built to 10 CC. That's true, and like the band again to reference their other material, they mm-hmm. all if they don't all sing, like at least three of them do. Yeah, for sure. Eric does. Kevin does. I'm using their first names because I'm familiar with them. Now. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, lol. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and yeah, they're all credited with, well, I guess, of course, they would be credited with backing vocals. But yeah, yeah they all, I think, contributed vocals. So yeah, I yeah, think you might and, be. But like, it's, it's normal on a 10cc song to hear more than one of them sing. Sometimes they sing different parts. Like, they have mm. some, like, songs that are almost, like, musical theater style where they're different characters kind of thing. Okay, And, yeah, and yeah. like, or, you know, they'll be doing um, backing vocals. But they're all fairly distinctive voices if you're listening to 10cc songs. So it's not even that unusual to hear them all. But now right. this is, it's just like a different way of, of doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, beautiful synthesis of the organic and the machine. That's my, my summary yeah. statement. What else is going on in yeah, this Put song? that on the poster. Um, well, there are some instruments. It's not all voices, even though that yeah. is the, the big draw. Uh, you mentioned the electric piano already. Mm-hmm. Just kind of playing a nice little progression. Yeah. Pretty simple. Uh, it doesn't change that much, except for um, in the section, like, following the I'm not in love of the 
refrain, I guess, chorus, whatever. Into right. It's because uh, back of vocals. Yeah. It's because. And that's kind of the first time we actually hear, I think, those back of vocals say words. That's right. Yeah. Because before that, it's all. Yeah, these long. And then, of course, the, the like riff, which is the like panned vocals of the ha in either end. So, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, there's a couple, like, little, nice little melodies and riffs. I mean, there's that, obviously, the, I'm not enough. Yeah. And then the bridge section has a nice little, ooh, you wanna know, know me. Yeah. So, there's a few nice, nice little uh, memorable bits like that. Yeah, and you gotta have that, because the, the original cut of this is six minutes. That's true. That's true. They break it up. Quite nice, I, like... I knew about this song being their hit, but I kind of avoided it partially for that reason. Right. But listening to it a lot this week is pretty solid. solid. It's, yeah, it's a solid track. And even at six minutes and being such a, a gentle, tender tune, like it could it could wear on you pretty easily, I think, and it doesn't. Yeah, especially considering like it doesn't develop that much. Like mm-hmm. the drums do, like at first, they're just kind of doing like a kick. Kind yeah, of like almost like a pulse. They're, yeah, they're just like a timer. Like you said, it was like a it rhythm like track a to help them like lay down the vocals. And so, yeah, yeah the start is just like, dum, dum. it's a fucking and, metronome. <laughs> yeah, and like they add a little bit of, that might be a guitar I'm hearing, but I'm pretty sure there's more guitars. I mean, yeah, there are guitars. And yeah, so I, I thought there was hi hat, but it might actually just be an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Yeah, that might be it. From my understanding, the uh, all the drum on this is done through a Moog synthesizer. Oh, that would make sense. Because if they're just looking for like... <laughs> yeah, that's what it says here. Moog synthesizer set to simulate a bass drum. So that would be the bass drum at the very least. I don't see any credits here for uh, drums at all. Okay. But... yeah. Sometimes crediting's fucked, and it's true. <laughs> you know, so it could still be a drum in here. It's just like four dudes in the studio, so yeah. Um, yeah, there's like it almost sounds like just acoustic guitar in the mix there because you just really hear the strings yeah. getting hit. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Everything else is yeah, pretty understated. Mm-hmm. Like they're really going for those voices. There are a few actually. The other thing you get is like bass guitar. Now I'm kind of moving into the interlude section. Yeah. The big boys don't cry part, where everything kind of cuts down. They really focus on that. Um, big boys don't cry, mm-hmm. uh, and then the piano is playing at the start, yeah. like a descending com- pattern. Comes in there, yeah, and then it's mostly just like bass and like kind of raindrop sounds. Yeah. It's it's this like crystally raindroppy sort of ambient thing. Yeah, this on. sort of like tinkly sound. Yeah, and a bass that kind of just sounds like what anybody would play if they pick up a bass guitar, like of any skill level. <laughs> like it's not bad, but it's just going like boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. But it is following dun, the like. Dun, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Bit. Um. Anyway, so that that's that section. It's pretty cool when it gets like it feels. This is a weird song, because as much as there are many voices, it, it feels very intimate. Yeah, well, because we really pull a lot of it back, and yeah, there is still, like, guess, a basic vocal drone going, but it is, it's way in the back of the mix, and so then, yeah, you get this whispered 
vocal, which yeah, provides that intimacy. It's, True, the yeah. whisp- the whispering really helps with the intimacy. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's and it's a great way to keep the song interesting while sticking to the the yeah. more tender tones rather than bumping it up and being like, "Big boys don't cry." Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's let's make a softer space if we can. Yeah. And they can. Um and that's kind of most of the rest like there's an like it stays pretty um consistent. I guess the bridge, we haven't talked about the bridge yet. Yeah, which comes up so late in the song anyway. I yeah. mean, we barely even touched on like the quote-unquote chorus, more of a refrain. But yeah, True. that's your your one moment of like change up from the the typical verses and it's so short. It's because yeah. you get a little, like a little movement there, and then you're back down. That's also the part of the song where they double the main vocals. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's really that significant, but it is. Uh, it's also kind of funny because, like, considering how many vocal tracks are in this, mm-hmm. now is when they double the actual main vocals. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, I guess we could double the lead vocals. Yeah, I guess we have some space again. Um. But yeah, let's talk about that bridge. Yeah, okay. Where the uh, piano comes back in here. Carrying on that like spiritually raindrop vibe, but less less tinkly than in the in the True, it uh, does have a similar breakdown feeling. section. Yeah. yeah, less like metallic and stuff. Yeah. Um there's what does it mean that there's a lot of like dropping sounds and notes and feelings? I don't know. That's the ten CCs of jizz. That's the 10 cc's. That's all 10 cc's dropping down. <laughs> dropping down. One tenth of a cc at a time. <laughs> I think I remember, because like, I, I used to work in pharmacy. Yeah. As you know. Um, know and that. there was like some technical definition of a drop. And I think it was a tenth of a milliliter. Okay. But I could be completely wrong on that. I forget. It's been, uh, it's been a while. It's been, it's been like eight yeah. years. <sighs> Damn, son. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, there you go. Drops are... I never knew that, but hey, now we know. But I feel like, it's, yeah, it, it's not commonly used. But, like, if you have a dropper bottle and it's, like, put two drops in, like, that drop is about, I think, consistent. I think. Right. Anyway. But yeah, that's, that's... What are we talking like, about? We're talking we're about talking this about, song. We talked about the bridge. We talked about the piano we're talking about the outro? There. Yeah, we're talking about this outro. Um, He does a big echo... On love at about like four twenty-seven, and yeah, more of that like. Huh, huh. Uh, then the lower voices comes in. I, I think it's more voices that they've just messed with. Yeah, that that's the bassier track. Because like, why would you do forward. like an organ or something just for that, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, like a choir of angels. Like a choir of angels. Du, du. Yeah, that one is almost like woodwindy, but yeah, I think it is just it's like gotta be right. Yeah. <laughs> so you get that back and forth. Um, and then at the end there's like a, a music box. Like a twinkly sound? Yeah. Yeah, more it, it's more of that like crystal um, yeah, that, that tinkly kind crystal of raindrop kind of vibe. Yeah. sound. I, I assume it's similar to that. Maybe that's all it's ever been. Could be, yeah. Um, metallic crystal raindrop is what I'm yeah. calling it. I'll, Doesn't I'll make a lot of it. sense, but I'll approve uh, it. yeah. There's your vocal track. It's like very mellow. 
Or vocal track. There's your whole everything, whole, not just yeah. vocals. It's very mellow. A lot of vocals, though. It's very, very tender, very sweet. Yeah. And uh, amusing lyrics. Amusing enough lyrics. to uh, inspire a number of covers. That's right. But first, let's talk about this music video briefly. Right. The music video that I forgot about. Yes, dog. I watched um, it, but I forgot. You watched it. It's because there's really only one cool thing in it, and I don't even think they did a good enough job on it. And that's right at the intro here, the, the 10cc logo. That's these like spinning like mirror ball wheels. Yeah. I think the C's don't come off enough as C's. I feel like the black space they put on it isn't quite large enough. So it just looks like 1,000. Yeah. Uh, okay. But other than that, it's just like the band doing the Yeah, it's mostly stage. the band uh, playing. It's, it's amusing because they're pretending like the four members of them are doing all those backup vocals. Yeah, and, and the like, big boys don't cry. And part the big too. boys don't cry part, um, which so like that's fun. Mm-hmm. But other, yeah, it's mostly like guy at piano sings a song. Yeah, and he has a band. And there's, there's not, not even, a like, ton other than that. Other than like we said, they're playing with like the actual voices they're they're making, which is kind of expected. Yeah, that's what you got to do, right? Because. Doc, how did they even perform this song live? I should have looked that up, because that doesn't seem easy. I mean, it's in the video, right? I, no, I guess that's Yeah, I, I don't think they would have been able to do the tapes. Um, Hang on, guys. We've got to bring out 16 tape machines out here. Yeah, I mean, nowadays you could. And they well, think just one member still touring? Maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. Goldman. Goldman still tours with some other okay. people. Some other people. Good for him. But yeah, that's your music video. Pretty standard. Pretty run-of-the-mill. Um, what's not run-of-the-mill is the, the R&B singer known for the number two smash hit, Mashed Potato Time. Mashed that's, Potato Time. That's right. We're talking about Dee Dee Sharp in 1975. I'm not in love So don't forget it Just a silly face I'm going didn't she do something else? She did something with Chuck Berry, but the name of that oh, yeah, wasn't Mashed Potato Chubby time, Checker? So. Oh, Jackie Chubby Wilson? Checker, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what her hits are. Mashed Potato Time. You but don't know she's done some time? work. It was a number two hit, Alex. I don't even know Slow Twistin'. <laughs> nor do I. I don't even know <laughs> Gravy Brackets for my mashed potatoes. Is that a different <laughs> yeah. sequel track? <laughs> uh, it certainly sounds like it's it. Incredible. You don't know Do the Bird? I... I don't know D.D. Sharp, although I, I was looking her up. D. She's D. American R&B vocalist, like I think you said. She mm-hmm. claims, and this is how uh, Wikipedia says it. I don't know what the evidence is, but she said it in a documentary one time, is, is mm-hmm. what we know, that she was engaged to Muhammad Ali, uh, but then he converted to uh, Islam. Okay, yeah. And uh, then her mother ended the engagement. Damn. That was the time when that kind of thing would happen. Yeah. I mean, still probably happens at least a bit. Yeah, at least a bit. Um, we certainly know. Anyway, some, D.D. Some Sharp. Stuff. Yeah, D.D. Yeah, Sharp. What's going we on with this know. one, Alex? Yeah. This, um, this version opens up. It does it not says, do the vocal thing. No. This is also 1975, I, so, so that would still be very difficult. Mm-hmm. But it, it's similar, but like... In, in that, like, there's electric piano and stuff. But yeah. because, you know, it doesn't have that, the sort of vocal, I say hook, not 
necessarily in the musical hook sense, but in right, the conceptual sense. Right, but in the, sense. like, marketing sense, yeah. yeah. The... Um, so, like, it feels much more straightforward. It still has the amusing lyrics. Yes. Um, it's more focused on her vocals, because she's a vocalist. For sure, um, yeah. But it is basically, and this is something we've seen a number of times, uh, a singer who has, like, a team... Yeah, like an orchestra. Do, like like someone did the arrangement, a professional did the arrangement, so it's solid. She's a good mm-hmm. singer, so the vocals are so you know, like all the parts are are done by professionals, kind of thing. Yeah, so it is pretty. It's pretty sharply made. Like the production values there. Yeah, and I do love this intro. I like the the piano. Yeah, like it's a good tone, and then you get these like hand drums coming in. Yeah, that's a nice touch in the arrangement. Yeah. We're at that point. I feel like I just beat some video game and I'm doing the end credits. <laughs> it does kind of, yeah, I feel like video games we couldn't come up a couple times. I think um, so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does. It does feel like that. Like it's a little melancholy, which fits mm-hmm. with the song. Um, but those like whistles that come into that, woo, woo. Yeah. But yeah, I really like how, the, how those drums uh, just, I mean, it's a good, when, you, when you're trying to be mellow at the start, just hand drum mm-hmm. instead of more like sharp uh, uh, stick drumming. Yeah, like stick drum. No, yeah, getting the hand drum in there, like, yeah. expands the song while keeping it nice and mellow. You're right. Like, it's, yeah. it's good. Good, good one. Uh, but no, yeah, there are some <laughs> synthy sounds. You know, yeah. it's kind of like an organ or an electric piano thing. Kind of. Yeah, we're not playing like traditional organic style. We're trying to hit that 1975 vibe here. Yeah. And, yeah, but I, I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if it was a synth, because 75 seems like a bit early, but also, like, kind of on the cusp of, right. of synthesizer in pop music. And I looked mm-hmm. up a review, I think, for this specifically, and someone didn't, like, if it was like, oh, man, they're using a synthesizer, and that's crazy, someone would have said it. But some, right. But the comment was like, eh, it's just some pop music, whatever. <laughs> kind of thing fair um, uh yeah i think yeah. the other reviews were were less negative but i feel like someone would at least have mentioned yeah it would been a like big a big deal so it's not bad sure it's because of the synth or it's good yeah if and not it's not, a but. very unique tone on whatever yeah. instrument they hit it on um worth noting on spotify here i'm is all in caps yeah i and am are both in caps what is i'm not in love i don't know <laughs> I was looking up, because I've noticed, um, it seems like a lot of song names are in all caps or all lowercase, mm-hmm. like newer songs, and I, was mm-hmm. trying to, I wasn't sure why, but apparently it, we're just a bit old, because I saw some comments from like younger people who were claiming to be, you know, Gen Z, whatever, mm-hmm. who are like, yeah, capitalizing letters and sentences is like too formal for text messaging. And, like, I, I don't want to capitalize anything because it feels like I'm talking in a really formal way. And huh. I don't have that sense. No, but anyway, I don't either. That doesn't also, seem to be what's my, happening here at all. They're like, we need to be more formal, so let one more capital letter. Yeah. Yes, yeah, double formal. Yeah, and your phone does it automatically, but they have to turn it off. I think you can turn that feature off and keep it. Turn that feature off. That's insane. Yeah. What are you kids doing? The, the kids are not all right. <laughs> the kids are not all They're not even capitalizing their sentences. <laughs> Capitalize the letters. <laughs> Don't they know that's how I tell sentences apart? <sighs> I'm period blind. Who do they think they are? James Joyce? 
James I don't know if he, he capitalized. He definitely didn't use periods or punctuation, though. Fun. Fun. Um, back to this, though. Yes. So, the other thing this, this version does, I mean, it's more of, like I said, a vocal performance, so it has that build, you know? Yeah. Later on, we get horns, we get strings. It has a um, very big piano. build. Big build, yeah, particularly on the vocal performance, because she's really mm-hmm. giving it by the end. Oh, yeah, and she starts off pretty strong, too. She, yeah. She's doing she's doing the low low version of, like, giving her, but she's it's because... Yeah, by the end. Yeah, she's fucking going. Mm-hmm. Um... The other thing is, right, this is kind of the first iteration of something that happens a lot in this song, and that is um, cutting out the bridge, or no, the interlude, rather, the Big Boys uh, Don't Cry section. Big Boys Don't Cry. Because as amusing as it is, it probably wouldn't work in every version. Uh, Yes, certainly, I mean, she could say Big Girls Don't Cry, but... Yeah, but... I, yeah, it's, it's probably a when... safe thing to drop in a lot of cases. A hundred percent. So it basically takes what is a bridge in the original and puts it there instead. So that's kind of more like the chorus now. Yeah. Um, and then it's because there's almost like a short pre-chorus leading into it. So you kind of get right. your, I'm not in love refrain. Then yeah. it's because, and then into the... Uh, you and wait they, a long time. Right, yeah, so they restructure it, so your bridge becomes chorus, your refrain becomes pre-chorus. Yeah. And then, yeah, suddenly you've got something more pop-based rather than having a strange interlude in the middle. Yeah. And and like that bad, re- that angry review said, negative review is the word I'm looking for, and like, you, like it is a pop song, and she's yeah. doing these big fucking build-ups. Like, we hit horns, we hit... And she is giving her on these, like, you wait a long time for me sections and these I'm not in love. It's because, like, she puts it all into there. There's no room for, like, enjoying the mellowness. We have to climb the stairs to to great heights here. Yeah, absolutely. And we do. We do. It was worth it. And does that work, Alex? Does it work? For me, uh, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's solid. I mean, it lacks the, like, innovativeness of the original, but honestly, yeah. like I said, that kind of falls a bit flat nowadays because it seems so like, of course, yeah, it's not like hard to do it anymore. Yeah, it's it's been done, and we've we yeah. it's, yeah, it's well trod ground at yeah. this point. That's it's fair. a familiar sound. Like oh, it's Whereas, a synth that like, kind of sounds like a choir of angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we the entire nineties. Whereas, like, at least the, the been-done trick here is pop composition, right? Which yeah. works and works and works Which is and like, works Oh, it's works. still, like, solid craft, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's it's solidly built, and she's got good vocals. She can really belt it on here. It's because she fucking going. Yeah. Um, um, and I like the... But I, I think I did prefer the mellow sections on this, where we're getting the guitar to do, like, bits of the original. And it's like... Wow, 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 wow. Or that other little oh, yeah. section it does, like... Like, I really did like those sections more than the large sections, but I think the large sections still played. I think they were still good. So, yeah, a little stronger on the intimate parts. That's mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, it's a pretty strong, it's a pretty strong version. Yeah, it's a pretty strong version. Um, there's some, like, stuff in the outro with some, like, it doesn't always sound like ad-libs, but some of it does. Like, yeah. She says, like, yeah, it feels like ad-libs where she says, like, I ain't in love, and, like, me in love? I know. Me, oh yeah, she does yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. 
I ain't in love, I ain't in love, I ain't in love is one of the like riffs she does. And then, yeah, near the end, as we start to fade, she's like, me in love? I know y'all crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, outro's cool, too. Um, yeah. So it doesn't obviously, yeah, like we said, it doesn't have the same hook, but like it's still pretty, pretty well built. Pretty good. And it's an outro where like the production team was done with the song, but she clearly was not because she's still like <laughs> belting as it goes out. Still going, and they're like, no, no, Dee Dee, we got to fade this out. They're like, no, we're, we're stopping. Stop. Cut. <laughs> cut. Cut. Literally cut that tape. I don't want to yeah. hear it. <laughs> But yeah, pretty solid built, and it's interesting because yeah. like some of the the music sensibilities are very like sixties to even fifties, like having a horn section and strings. But it's it, she does a pretty good job of not sounding like she's from the sixties or fifties. She sounds like it sounds like a nineteen seventy five track. Mm-hmm. Look at that question um, that, about yes. the album artwork. Mm-hmm. She's sitting at a table with a yeah. white chair behind her because I uh-huh. thought maybe okay. I've definitely realized. I thought maybe she was doing the splits okay, for a second, yeah. but like it doesn't quite work. The I, shadows, I and also so. I don't think we had pants that tight. No, that you could do the splits in in 1975. The technology wasn't there yet. Yeah. Anyway, no. like it looks a little bit like, but no, it, it can't be. It can't be. And that's us speaking truth to power. But now we've got to talk <laughs> about will to power in 1990. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I crushed that. That was amazing. Will to Power. Will to Power. Um, an American dance pop group from Florida. South Florida. I put down SoFlo because so I think maybe that's how they call it, but probably not. I would I would call it. Um, apparently, they have a, a Baby I Love Your Way slash Freebird medley. That's medley. one of their bigger hits. Yeah, that sounds insane. It um, does. I didn't listen to it, but it exists. Because I'll be honest, this track didn't give me a lot of reasons to to listen to that. But hey, this group was founded by a guy named Bob Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. And Bob's mom named... I didn't write the fucking name down. Embarrassing. But his mom hit the top of the charts with a cover of Earth Angel. Oh, that's right. Yes. I, I, was, I was like, did we talk about it? And I realized we didn't actually do Earth we actually Angel. We just loved the song Earth we Angel just, a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> we, did, um, we did Dance With Me, Henry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, we should do Earth Angel though. Maybe we should. Tune but in next week for Earth Angel. No, Earth Love for Me is over. We can't do love songs ever again for another again. year. Yep. So, um, Will to Power though. Will to Power. Um, yeah. So it's 1990 now. There's a lot more synth. There's a lot more saxophone. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, this one hits that Muzak vibe for me. That <laughs> Muzak sash, like, training video. Yeah, like. it's it's like early synthesizers that nowadays, do, yeah, sound like a mall or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, somehow. Some, yeah, it sounds like a mall or, like, the video they show you about how they built the mall. Yeah. With, like, the little, like pictures in window graphics with the fucking squiggly lines and i'm like wow yep, cool this, yeah the squiggly lines Industry. With like little dots and triangles and stuff around them. yeah 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 100 percent. yeah it's it's the 90s uh it's this is 90s. very much like i mean this is also it's 1990 this is fairly shortly before like pop music was changed it was good yeah <laughs> by like grunge right 
So like yeah. this is kind of the tail end of what that was in some ways responding to. Right. This is like, yeah, this is the, the apex of like cheese as a lot of people like to think of the eighties. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a lot of that. Like those synthesizers in particular, right? Um, yeah. Like there's a piano, but it's definitely like, it's not a piano. It's like a synth. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much like a lot of synths, and then there's also like guitar, drums, and sax. And such like thin synths too, like thin and trebly. Like we're not besides the bass drums, like we're not dealing with the lower end a lot on this track. Part of it, I think, there's just like a ton of reverb on it. Okay. Um, So you get a lot of like kind of noise on on maybe higher frequency. Well, like especially like S's is where you listen for reverb. You know, even that's. Sounds okay, yeah. Um, so you get a lot of that. Uh, what else happens here? Uh, saxophone solo, saxophone solo, uh, passable. Yep. You know me, I'm a sucker for sax. Yep, I'm a, I'm a sax addict. Is that a um, good one? I could not put my finger on what it was, but the guitar, it's like such a this clean guitar sound. I'm like, this is so 1990, yeah, in a way that I can't say very well because, like, I I don't. It is I like know. it's the like, 1990s. The, the evidence is there. I can feel it. Yeah. No. I I feel like what you're saying. It's before we discovered Spanish guitar in the 90s, <laughs> like that kind of guitar, just like hyper. Right. I don't know, like thin and clean. Maybe it's like. <laughs> yeah, like there's a bit of overdrive on it, maybe, and like it yeah. pops. But like I'm like, yes, that guitar sounds like 1990 somehow. Um. There's some spoken words in this. There's some spoken well. words. Be quiet. Some like be quiet. Which um Oh, and there's something in the way she makes me feel. Feel yeah, these like weird. Is he saying with that did I just say it with that? Does he say it like that? I think he does he say does. it like that. There's something in the way she way makes, makes me feel. feel. Um yes. So there is something it, it feels very earnest. Um, but it it's something that became very passe. Um, yeah. very quickly and may have already been passe at the time i'm not sure i might believe that i question the the dance value of this it's a They're slow a dance. dance pop group yeah, i guess it's a slow dance yeah and then he whispers to something in the way she makes me feel and something like, in the oh, way she makes me feel i mean this was yeah. in a mall presumably yeah right? that's presumably. where everything happened in 1990 there is like somebody claims to have the official music video on youtube and it is like at a prom, is it? Is it actually an official music video? I'm I not didn't sure. I didn't believe it either because it looked like it was cut from some just like drama. But it's not out of place at a teen prom or at the mall, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, and so we do get like we talked so much about the original and the the the, the amazing vocal machine. They do kind of attempt to imitate that here with the ha 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 but it is like sure it can be done in 1990 but it feels a whole lot cheaper and that might just be because everything on this sounds a little cheaper but right because like they have the technology to do it more or less yeah but uh obviously we've advanced a lot there's no way this is an official music video i know there's no way right like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who thought they could just put official music video it's just a bunch of still images that I thought was the band, but actually seemed to be like 
the am I looking at the right thing? You're looking at the wrong one. There's a okay. one that actually says official music video right. in the official in the video. Title. All right, here we yeah. go. Because I was looking at one. It's literally just a bunch it's of like romance novel yeah. covers <laughs> in a slideshow. Yeah, this is live footage from someone's like high school dance. <laughs> school dance, but there's like acting in it. But it's. But it's still not like done in that style. A, no, there's no way. Oh, it yeah, would have been could, done a few years later, presumably. Yeah, and you have you have music videos where people like talk beforehand, where there's like acting before, yeah. after, and even in between. But it's 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 mixed with the song, and like there's audio to it. This one is just like foreign language subtitles, and then somebody's laid over the track. Yeah, is this? It feels like this is like a telenovela or something that happened to use the song. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me as well. But uh yeah, there's this it's kind of this version's kind of bland, it's kind of cheap. It doesn't speak to my ideals of American 90s dance pop other than of course the saxophone solo. So of course the the saxophone speaks to just my love of saxophones. I I'm enthused to phone by saxophones. <laughs> uh although I mean <laughs> If you're enthused by saxophones, I think there might be something good for you. Hey, yeah, you want to, you got a crack at his name here? Is it Fausto? I think it's Fausto, yeah. Okay, yeah, Fausto Papetti. Papetti. In 1990. The Italian alto sax player. Um, another one that made me think of video games. Oh, yeah. This is like the Donkey Kong Country version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, so Donkey... It, like, I for, I was going to look up, like, Donkey Kong Country sample, because I'm pretty sure Donkey Kong Country music is sampled from... Like, it's all sampled from something. Okay. And I feel like maybe they use something similar, but I forgot. 100%. Like, your rhythm section on here with, like, the xylophone or, like, vibraphone and shit, and the drums, very Donkey Kong Country. The saxophone doing that... Yeah, which I don't even think that's a saxophone. Uh, it's like a saxophone keys set, like synth key sample. Sound. Okay, there is that... a saxophone on this. Yeah, yeah, that, obviously that's like that's like a trumpet synth. But that makes me think of like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is like sixteen-bit sound. Yeah, this 1990. is <laughs> maybe a little yeah. ahead of his time. Maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit, but yeah, you get this like very synthetic. Uh, like backing track with, of course, the vocal melody done by uh, Papetti on his saxophone. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it also feels like a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to the other one, they're both 1990, so yes. the same time, even though they feel different. But like, this is way more amusing. The fact that there's no vocals kind of, I think, is advantageous because it can oh, yeah. really just use the the various um, melodies and, and riffs and stuff. Um, but, like, just put, like, a, like a different rhythm to it. Uh, and, yeah, just be very amusing. Yeah, fully be very amusing. Um, it's not even called I'm Not In Love. It's called Soledad, which True. is solitude, I believe. Yeah, okay. I do like the album. That can't be the name of the album. It originally came off. Sax, Sax feelings. feelings, Volume Five. 
Yeah, I don't think he was using this little haughty model. And True, that's not a 1990 model. Maybe it is, but uh, he... Although, according... Let's see. Papetti's records also characterized for their sexy covers, often featuring scantily clad women. He okay, maybe this is his work. Fausto Danieli. It might be like a compilation of his earlier stuff. But I, right. And like not the artwork from that. But... It still seems like he may have been involved. He's, okay, um, looking through him, a couple no, of them he died have in like. So. Yeah, he died in '99, so he's he's no okay. longer around. So whoever released the sax feelings in 2009 was just trying to like capture his spirit of being a little horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, horns dog. <laughs> anyway, this dude rocks. He's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's basically like it's a faster instrumental version that like mm-hmm. doesn't have the same feeling, but uses the pieces like reasonably well, and also makes me think of Super Nintendo games. So like it, it works for me. Yeah, it hits this weird like nostalgia <laughs> yeah. point that I I did not expect coming. I into immediately this. afterwards went to you know that there's like a, a Donkey Kong Country soundtrack restoration project. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. the guy like decompressed all the sounds um, yes. for all three games. I just like went and downloaded those. Fuck yeah. Immediately. And yeah, they sound pretty good. Yeah. And like he has like these fake hand clap sounds and things. Here. It does feel like he's just pulling from the toy box of like 1990s video game sound production. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like looking at the picture of the guy, he doesn't seem like he'd be that cool, but... I mean, I guess he plays sax, so he's got to be pretty cool. He's got to be. Yeah, he's just like, he's like some guy, but most people are. It's, yeah, at the end of the day, most people are just some guy. So, right on. Way yeah, to go, well, Fausto. 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 Um, talk about something that, do Italians like olives? Um, I mean, it's more associated with Greeks. Yeah, it's it's more of a Greek, but which... it's more like broadly associated with the Mediterranean in general. So I would say yes. Okay, well, let's talk about a band with a Mediterranean name that's British. Uh, Olive in two thousand. Not alone, so don't forget it. It's just a silly face I'm going through. Olive, yeah. Um, so they were called a trip hop group, which I, I I don't know a ton about it. I looked uh, I looked up trip hop. Apparently, it tends to be more down tempo, which I didn't find this to be. No, but whatever. This do, I found maybe it be... is, and they just have fast subdivisions or something. In my school halls, in, in <laughs> the shopping malls. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe this one really spoke to me of like kind of nineties like Bowie talking like earthling and like a bit of outside a bit of outside. Yeah. Okay. I like the, that's the like drum and bass sound of earthling. Yeah. And earthling is 1990. Is it? 95, 97, 97. So we're in the same decade. Yeah. I mean, we're within five years. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I see that. I hear that. Um, I'm sure someone would tell us there's distinctions, but I definitely hear that. What I've observed and mm-hmm. what you have said backs it up. Um, what the kind of setup of this song is they have um, sort of the slower vocals and then like the rhythm section feels faster. So you kind of have this 
faster bit that's going you know rhythm while they do the vocals at more or less the original pace which is fairly slow that's right and you do have like even at the start they set up this like kind of like weird atmosphere of like little wah guitar in the back and then this what seems like a like gaining in pace sort of percussive like kind of right serving as your upscale of interest but yeah, you even you hit the the vocals, and then immediately there's this synth arpeggiator that's going like twice the yeah, speed. The synth arpeggio, very fast. Yeah, this or one much felt faster. much more like it's a like, juxtaposition, like dance and drum and bass than say uh, Will to Power. This one felt way more in the dance vibe than than they were. Yeah, it definitely felt like even like later on. Most of the la- like back half of the song, I would say, or like last third, mm-hmm. is kind of the longer section, presumably for dancing. Because it's mostly right. like ambient voices that kind of sound like a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that was interesting. Yeah, it's like pretty interestingly put together. Um, second verse has this synth that comes in. Jumping back to Donkey Kong Country, yeah, almost a bit of like Wrinkly's Save Cave in uh, Donkey Kong Country Three. Ooh, what? Do you have a timestamp for that? Uh, around I got I'm at one ten here. Let me reconfirm that. Like one oh six, it comes in. And it's a soft one. It's like, and of course, Wrinkly's Save Cave is uh, the Super Mario Bro Castle Lobby. That's true. The Super Mario sixty four Castle Lobby. There's like a tinkliness to it that I, I almost associate with that. I might be a little off, but it's it's what it makes me think of. So that's all I've got for you there. Yeah, all right. I'm always down for more Donkey Kong Country references. Yeah, and that's, of course, second verse is where the, the drum and bass like kicks up a lot more, and we're hitting more of that dance vibe in general. Yes, it's just, I mean, it's like... Again, yeah, those very fast drums you talked about, this is where they become much more prominent. Mm-hmm. With, I guess it comes from like club music, would be my guess. Yeah, 100%. Um, I thought the outro was interesting. I'll yeah. Over to there. Yeah, jump ahead, because we get pretty steady with a lot of the, yeah, the things going on here. Yeah, mostly because, I don't know, I was thinking, like, I, I kind of like the idea of having a crowd, because mm-hmm. one interpretation of the song is that, like, it's about a person who um, is having trouble showing intimacy. Right. Uh, which is pretty relatable. But also, um, part of that could be, you know, worrying about what other people, how other people would react. So that is often um, characterized as like whispering voices, you know, people right. closing themselves off to you and whispering to each other, which is kind of the sound here. So I wonder if. That's what they're trying to get at. Right, this sort of, like, intimacy, and, a, and what, what I imagine they play to is theoretically large spaces. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So you get these whispers. Anyway, thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought overall this version was pretty cool. Makes more sense as a dance version than Will to Power. <laughs> Will to Power, yeah, 100%. And it's got, it's, like, I mean, it's 2000, but yeah, they're playing to that, like, darker side of dance like it's like i said it makes me think of 90s bowie electronic productions which is positive yeah i'm an earthling apologist (laughs) i don't even know if it needs to be apologized for i think it's a great album 
But yeah, I think I think this one's pretty cool. There's a music video for it as well. Um, yeah, there which is. is like a lot of like flashing blue very lights. Low resolution. It's pretty low res. Uh, it's mostly shots. It's like close up shots of the studio they were shooting in, and like, and eyes. then also just like yeah, close ups of eyes, and then we just get a standard shot of them playing in this this room with beads. <laughs> yeah, I mean this. Yeah, he's there's like close ups on their hands and faces, and yeah. Uh, and then, like, shots of just, like, weird face. lights and, like, visualizers that were probably popular in 2000. Yeah, it's very, like, visual collage? Yeah, it's a, it's a real, like, these are the techniques that were available to us in 2000. Yeah. And we're gonna string together into a music video. We get we the split this. shot a couple times where it's, you know, <laughs> it's mirrored on either side. She's sitting in the egg chair yep, looking one way chair. and also the other way. Which was the the peak of futurism in 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 two thousand? Yeah, sitting in little eggs. The egg chair. Yeah. There's not much else to this, is there? It's a lot of like yeah. lights and split. Shots I will say the and... spookiest use of that uh, that two that mirrored shot is around. If you go to two o four, you see her mouths split from each other. It's a little fucking <laughs> creepy. It's kind of cool. But yeah, much in the same way that uh, 10CC's video is straightforward for its time, this is, as much as it is much more interesting visually, still pretty straightforward for 2000. Like, it's, we see the people doing the song, we see some shots of, like, meaningful glances and whatnot, some some mirrored image, because we have access to that technology. Yeah, this one just feels more like a music video in the way I would conceptualize it. 100%, because it's yeah. it's not just people performing on a stage. Yeah, and this would play on like MTV, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's very standard. Uh, supposedly ETV. ETV for uh, electronic music. 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 But yeah, uh, an interesting little track here. Now, we've been talking about a lot of no name artists so far. I mean, they've all had names, but I guess Dee Dee Sharp is, I mean, she made mashed potato time, so. Did make mashed potato time. But uh, other people that we're talking about today recorded Total Eclipse of the Heart. So we're talking about Bonnie Tyler. We are talking about Bonnie Tyler. In 2021. In 2021. That's... I'm not in love. So don't forget. It's just a silly face. I'm going through. Recent. That's very recent. So yes, yeah, so we know Bonnie Tyler. We talked about Total Eclipse of the Heart way back. Way back. Um way in twenty nineteen. Probably I was in a Boston pizza when we talked well, about that. That was like, that was Total Eclipse of the Heart, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm usually just in a room. Yeah, that's so. that's the best way to record it. Is yeah. in a room I found. I've recorded in a couple different places. Rooms typically the best. <laughs> Even better if there's not you know, like twenty other people eating pizza in that room. Unless, I mean, if you if they I give stopped. you pizza. I mean, they gave me breadsticks. That's nice. It was pretty good. Well, I had to pay for them, but, you know. But they still gave them to you. They still gave them to me. Hey, check out our uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart episode. So, Bonnie Tyler, 2021. Yeah. She old. Yeah. Um, and I guess all of her regular know, recording artists are, now, so. are dead. I assume everybody who ever worked with her it's has dead. been killed. Because we got, like, the most basic-ass, like, studio backing band on this. 
<laughs> I barely even noticed the backing band, honestly. I was p- focusing completely on her vocal. Right. I've now realized. Um, and I have zero notes about, other than it. Did I? I said, oh, no, no, yeah. It's not that exciting other than her voice is something I wrote down verbatim. Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, you get a basic piano intro that makes it sound like they're like, hey, you know who Bonnie Tyler is? Do you remember Total Eclipse of the Heart? Total Eclipse of the Heart? Yeah, it feels definitely like that. It's definitely in that uh, vein. Um, There was a video I watched that was like the making of, but it wasn't the making of. She just said like, hey, I wasn't going to record the song, so I thought it was too good, but I think we did a pretty good job. Pretty much it. Okay, I think they did okay. Her voice is so much older now that it has like a like a gruffness to it like yeah um she obviously like her voice is like the thing in this song right yeah that's why you're listening the way she sings it because of you know her really like gravelly gruff nature of her voice Mm -hmm. um like it sounds so desperate yes um and I, I mean, I think that sells it. Like, it's a d- very different feeling. This feels like almost like post-breakup, and now they're denying yes. that they were ever in love kind of thing. That's what I'm getting out of it. And, like, she sells it. She sells it for sure. I think the studio musicians, besides maybe the piano, don't know that. They, Because, like, we get screaming 80s guitar on this. <laughs> it's like... It's like, okay, is that the vibe here? Boom, boom. Cause yeah, she sounds like she's doing her like like Johnny Cash hurt here almost. She's doing like the real like like gravelly, she's, really yeah. downtrodden like. Let's bring some weight. Time not in love. And that's she kind of carries the track. She for sure. Because then we also get weird elements of like there's like a metal chug that kind of goes on in the yeah, like, on the bum, drums bum, and guitar. Bum, 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 earlier bum. on, yeah, and it, it feels like. The production itself is maybe a bit too much, or the yeah. wrong thing. I- I'm not sure. There's a saxophone solo. Cool. I'm into it. Yeah, um, love it. Uh, need more of that. Uh, and then, but then, like later on, like the strings come in. It's like super intense. So like they they create the intensity. Uh, fine. Yeah. It feels like the uh, production wanted her. her to record Total Eclipse of the Heart. And she She's wanted like, I, to record a cover of I'm Not In Love. A <laughs> little bit of a mismatch. Yeah. Um, she. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say her structure is a bit different, but it's not like she kind of does the bridge as chorus thing again. Yeah. Um. So. And then like kind of swaps some verses like she she moves the repeat of the first verse before the third verse. Um, right and then only does half of it and then goes and then the saxophone solo um but the third verse that's like her really intense part yeah they really use it as like to hype you up yeah it's uh yeah and she's shouting about how she's not in love through yeah. I think she's eating some gravel actually to so be more gravelly she's <laughs> She she pulls it out somehow. Um, yeah. I don't know how it's possible to sing like that, um, but she does it. Yeah, when you try, because like me, I like to impersonate vocalists because yeah. that's fun. And then you try some of these gravelier ones, and then you're like, oh, I actually feel like I just like turned my throat into a blender with a bunch of sharp rocks in it, and it fucking yeah. hurts. Like, 
Yeah, like, it's how do they like do that? Legitimately <laughs> difficult and painful, and I think there's a way, other ways to do it. I think that's how they do it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't they know. must I don't have know developed a more sensible technique. Yeah, it's like your Springsteen thing, you know? It's yeah. Like how how does he do that? How's he been doing that for fifty years? Fifty years and still going strong. Still doing At, three like, hour shows. A lot. Still doing three hour shows. Yeah. Night after night after night for half a century. Yeah. So, yeah, so a lot of respect stuff. for Bonnie Tyler on this. A lot of respect for her working with the gravel and, and ingesting more through, through the song process. Yeah, similar but to like, some dinosaurs. Yeah, the, the musical production on this is just like tired and a bit hack. And like, yeah, and it also, it also feels like it's a bit old-fashioned. Like, yeah, I said it felt old-fashioned, which I guess is what you said. Yeah. Like, the same as you saying, it's basically just total eclipse of the heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it ends up being fine, but like, there's, there's, uh, good, good parts of it. Like mostly her voice. Yeah. And that's the Bonnie Tyler version. That's all the versions we're talking about today. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to break this down to our final verdicts. There's three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version that is actually not in love. The twist yeah. of the song is that they are in love. So who's, who's not lying here? Who's not lying to themselves? Who's telling the truth, Alex? It's up to okay. you to find out. Um, but first, tell me what the worst version of this is. The worst version of this? The, there was one that, like, I didn't... Really... Uh, mm, he's humming and hawing. It's will to power. Come on, Alex. Yeah, it's will to power. I was, like, going between... Like, there are things to not like about Bonnie Tyler, but I, I just don't find much about will to power other than the amusingness of feeling like it's a mall in a time where I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. A strange, like nostalgic amusement, but that doesn't make for a good listening experience. <laughs> no, maybe in specific situations, maybe, but not generally. Yeah. Yeah. No will to power. It just like, just whack, just whack on every level. It's, <laughs> it's no good. <laughs> But Alex, let's ask a, a tougher question, maybe. What's the best version the of this? The best version? That is tougher, because there's some I liked. I mean, I feel like the answer is D.D. Sharp. That's a good answer, um, I think. I think I have to do D.D. Sharp, as much as I like enjoyed Fausto Papetti for the... Just because it felt like Donkey Kong country. Yeah, for being accidental. I mean, D.D. Sharp, she took, like, it's got a really solid arrangement. It's got yeah. a really solid vocal. It's just solid all around. Yeah. So, yeah, way to go. Hell yeah, it's a tight version. I like that. I'm gonna roll with uh, Olive on this one because yeah. anything that makes me think of Bowie is is, is getting the points. But yeah, Dee Dee Sharp, Fausto, and Olive, I think, all knock out some pretty solid versions here. But yeah, give it to Olive. Get some of that like that moody dance music. You dance to it, you can still feel like you're not in love. There's always something nice about that like like dance track that's sad. It's like hell yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know. <laughs> It's not just like, we're going to dance all night. It's like, mm, I'm not in love. You're like, I guess I can oh, dance yeah. to this. A little freaky. I'll cry, too. I'll cry, even, even though I'm a big boy. Even though big boys don't cry. <laughs> big boys don't cry. Also, cowboys don't cry. But Alex, what is, who's telling the truth here? Who's telling the truth? Um, it is who's the person that Bonnie Tyler is singing about. Mm. Is not in love, I feel like, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's yeah, because, she, yeah. That she sounds very desperate, right? So she's still in love, but damn, yeah, the dude she's they, they singing about. 
That's that's the most lacking in love. Fair enough. Good call. I'm going to go with Fausto Papetti, who is Soledad, um, right. he's by himself. Not even not even thinking about love. He's true. Like he's solitary because he's playing Donkey Kong Country. He's playing Donkey Kong Country and saxophone at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> impressive. Yeah, impressive. That's our final verdicts. You got a different opinion, similar opinion. Want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guys. Send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We're at, we're still at a 3.9 on Spotify, but I see some more reviews have come in there. So I'm, ass- I'm just going to assume they're five stars because the, the rating hasn't changed. But thank you all for all two of you who, who sent in reviews. One five and one zero. It didn't one change. five and one zero. Yeah, it, it changes nothing. Over. Even though I don't think it would work that way. We would have to have something that averages to 3.9. Yeah, we'd have to. Yeah. One is 3.7 and one is 3.9. Yeah, somebody found a way to, to slice the stars up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you all anyway, but keep doing that. Tell your friends to rate and review us. You're the marketing team. You're the marketing budget. You are our heroes. Go out there and spread the word. Tell them. Tell all, all the people. my hero. There goes my hero. It's you. Watch them as they tell people about Cover Me. <laughs> uh, yeah, dogs. That's the big ones. That does it for today's episode of Cover Me. Thank you all for joining us. And as we always say, Uncover me. Ooh, you'll wait a long time for cover me.